Welcome to the show that never ends. Sexual Healing Podcast. Conversations will address concerns and celebrations within the misunderstood and misinformed world of sexual being. Your hosts, Dr. Bill, Mac, and Pipes, bring insight from different sexual health perspectives, covering 70 years of experience. And we are back. Thanks, guys, once again for joining our sexual healing podcast. I'm here with our co-hosts, Mac and Pipes. Again, people that make this all possible. I've got uh, Jose and Shelby in the production team, Tucker outside in the perimeter making us safe, and Cody actually working security for us in studio tonight because of some threats that we've had. Please listen. You're safe. Don't worry about us. This is what we do. We're here to entertain. We're here to educate. And this is what I want to know today. And I want to talk about orgasm. And before we talk about that, the question I have for you is it called truly, is it truly premature ejaculation if I've been thinking about it all day? Because I have been thinking about this podcast all day and I don't want to embarrass myself. So let's talk about orgasm. Did I get a laugh out of somebody? Thanks, Pipes. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about orgasm. We're talking about male and female orgasm. And I think that one of the things that we, uh, Jose and Shelby have developed a, a way of uh, getting our listeners to uh, call in, uh, type in, email uh, uh, certain questions. And we talk about female ejaculate squirters, which are commonly seen uh, in porno. Uh, talk to me, Pipes, what do you know about that? <laughs> okay, I was gonna go off, <laughs> but again, I'm trying to to maintain. Um, you know what? I I'm I I choked up apparently. Research. I I know you kind of got me flustered. I really wasn't expecting like the squirter question right out of the shoot here. It's my blue shirt. Well, no pun no intended. <laughs> right out of the shoot. Okay. So, what are squirters? Um, Is it something that really happens? No, it absolutely is something that happens for sure. I don't think it's super, super common for women. Um, I, I don't know what the percentage of women that actually experience this um, are, like what the numbers are that's out there. The only number um, I have, uh, Pipes, is 0% of the women I took to the prom are squirters. <laughs> that's the only data I have. I, I think it's just one of those um, when you're in the moment, like knowing what an actual, like a regular orgasm would be for you. And again, there's different levels of orgasm for women, especially, and probably for men. And I guess this is what, why we're here to talk about this. You know, women ha are, are orally stimulated and digitally stim stimulated. And then obviously through, um, vaginal intercourse. But I think there's different levels of orgasms that people have and depending on where their body responds the most, you know, men, their nerve endings are kind of all encompassing on the penis where women are a little bit more complicated because you've got the nerves 
in in the vagina. You've got nerves in the clitoris. And unbeknownst to so many people, women actually do have a prostate. Um, and it's a it's a small area, area, but when it is stimulated, that will of course um, lead them to orgasm as well if that's where their stimulation lies. So women who are squirters are having a, their stimulation in whatever aspect of their body, but that fluid is actually coming out of the urethra. It is not urine, but it can be almost like a like considered semenish. Um, depending on the texture of it, because there's different um, fluid consistencies that can come out through that form of orgasm. Um, but I don't think that it's a really large number of women that experience that. I think women experience an orgasm and there's their genuine lubrication that comes just from having any kind of sexual interaction, the normal lubrication process. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a little bit different, maybe not as common, um, but obviously an option for, for some women. I think men are a little bit more streamlined in their orgasm, you know, abilities versus women. I think, again, one more thing that we're way more complex on. Well, the oh, other thing is, us. yeah, the other thing I, that we're, I'm confused on is a little bit semenish. I'm not sure if that's being like a Jewish or a little bit pregnant. I don't know what that means. Are you saying that it's like the, the liquid, the viscosity, the thickness is something like semen? Okay. So it does yeah. exist. It's not crazy. It's not just in porn that we see it. Um, it's, it's something that does exist in some women and not a big deal. It's just a, a variation in because of the fact that not everyone experiences it, the whole concept may seem a little bit more exciting to couples that, gee, if I'm with a squirter, that might mean that I'm more of a man or have more prowess, whatever's going on, you know, it's, it's something that's different. It's a little bit of variation on the theme, which commonly is we're going to see in many of our segments that having a little bit of, of nuance, a little bit of difference, a little bit of excitement is always good for relationships. I'm not talking about stepping out of your significant uh, uh, relationship and seeking another partner. I'm just uh, talking about expanding your horizons as far as your sexual menu is concerned. So we've got that out of the way. Can I, can I add something to that real quick? Uh, you know, uh, let's yeah, we're good. The, the squirting, <laughs> yeah, make bad choice words. Uh, squirting could add a little bit of arousal for the male as well, because if you know Bill, being a urologist, and and Pipes and I have been involved in uh, the field of urology for thirty years, and we know that one of the common diseases men have is prostate issues. It could be BPH, and they take a drug or they have a treatment, and it compromises their ejaculatory uh, ducts. And men are very frustrated by that because they want evidence of an orgasm. Um, and even some partners want evidence of an orgasm other than the heavy breathing or the noise or whatever. So, and I think that that- Or, or the payment, is, the trans, the actual transaction of money. Okay, <laughs> that too. But um, so the evidence of, a, uh, of an orgasm is what men demonstrate all the time. So sometimes for a, when a woman would have a ejaculatory, like uh, ejaculate, like uh, Pice was referring to, it could be an arousal standpoint 
to, for some people. You, you, That's just a little. Uh, Mac, you're right on, and you illustrate two very important things, is that one, uh, many people, women more than men, will judge their or assess their satisfaction during intercourse based on what their partner does. And so in the man who also does this, but men, but women yeah. uh, uh, seem to do this at a higher percentage, they determine whether it was a good, um, satisfactory encounter based on their partner's response. And so seeing someone actually ejaculate, just like seeing someone who's actually quite vocal in their response, it turns them on. That, that makes sense. The other thing is, is that, yeah, there are a lot of medications that will dry the ejaculate, ejaculate up so we can pee better. Um, the prostate is a gland that governs the way we urinate, but it also is a secondary sex gland. It puts out that ejaculatory fluid or a portion of ejaculatory fluid. More commonly in the homosexual male population, the quality or the intensity or the value of the sex act is based on the volume and projectile of, this, of the ejaculation. So yeah, when you have medication that is utilized to mute that response, for many, many people, more commonly in, in, in a uh, uh, homosexual male population, that when that volume decreases, it's less satisfactory. Makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, since we're on the topic of homosexuality, we, we know that women on women have a higher experience of orgasms versus than when they're with a man. So, and, and we we would say that that is because a woman knows a woman's body better. And so they know what the turn-ons and stuff. So if you look at orgasms, studies show that women have more of an intense orgasm or better orgasm when they're with another woman. Um, and, it, you know, and then also we know that the numbers time-wise and, and Pipes and I were bantering back and forth on this earlier, is that it takes a woman on average eight minutes to reach orgasm it, or it takes a man. So, uh, you know, us men, selfish buggers we are, will say, well, I'm done. I'm sorry, honey. But it's important to have that communication to know what she wants. And that's why the women on women have much higher success rate. They know that it's important to get there. You but, but again, like we discussed, you know, that's what foreplay's for. But when Daddy, does the clock start? <laughs> well, again, the clock, the clock starts whenever the intimacy aspect happens maybe the sensation um, clock starts when there's like actual penetration for a man. For a woman, if there is oral stimulation, digital stimulation, any of that, that the clock has started. So you know what, use that, if, if a woman is on an average of eight minutes to, to reach orgasm and a man is at four minutes, then use that first four minutes to take care of your woman and then she won't give a shit how long <laughs> it takes you. If it only takes you two minutes after her after her eight minutes, I mean So you're telling me I should care. You're telling me I should pre schedule. So if it takes me a minute, I should give her seven minutes of oral stimulation before I you know, penetrate so I can have that minute to whatever, right? So you're saying yes. that's how the trade-off is, okay. Yes, exactly, and your wife can thank me now. <laughs> okay, so when we're talking about premature ejaculation, the question is what is premature? What timeline is premature ejaculation, Dr. Bill? Well, there, the average point, and they talk about premature ejaculation, the point of penetration 
to vaginal penetration okay. to, in, in a heterosexual couple. It's the point of vaginal penetration to orgasm, and the average is two minutes. So anything below two minutes is supposed to be premature. The reality is that we see patients that ejaculate prior to entry, and there's some behavioral issues that uh, are very frustrating for both uh, patient and partner, a huge self-esteem issue. Um, and there are a lot of things that can be done for that. So frustrating, yeah. Uh, there are simple things like medication, simple things like behavior modification. Even antidepressant medications are utilized to insulate that response to uh, ejaculate too quickly. So it's a fixable event. And it's the, actually the most common reason for a diagnosis of sexual dysfunction. But I want to go back. I want to go back to something you guys have talked I, I about. That just makes me feel like I'm super, super hot. <laughs> the faster they go, the better I am, apparently. Well, that is a definition for many people. In fact, our yeah. previous co-host that preceded you had that same definition. That's why she's no longer working with us. But that being said, <laughs> It's important to understand that when we talk about orgasm and stimulation, it's not just genital stimulation. You alluded to this, uh, the, the foreplay issue. And, and foreplay doesn't mean how quickly you can get to penetration. Uh, we know that there are areas that can be stimulated, uh, breasts, nape of neck, uh, the way you cuddle, the way you hug. Uh, music, aromas, all these things are triggers, if you will, in a positive way. And that's the beauty about sex. And it's the beauty about the need, as you mentioned sometimes, Mac, to communicate with your partner. And also it underscores that there's no right or wrong. Do not please anyone, certainly in our studio audience today. And, and we love, thanks guys, This the studio audience, what do we have? Um, one person listening today? Well, they need to understand that there's no right or wrong. They need to understand that We're all sex, individuals. sex is what's good for you as an individual and what you as your partner can be also or should be. Guys? I think what I, what I would like to know like from our viewers is, our female viewers, is... Those who identify as female. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I can't... I. I, I'm not even sure how even to approach myself in that. Um, but, but is how important, like women are about intimacy and the, the, um, the, the intimacy aspect of it and, and the physical aspect. And yes, we know orgasms are good physically. They're good mentally, the serotonin, there's so many positive things about having an orgasm. But a lot of women just having the intimacy or or the the relationship that they have with their partner, how important is it to for women to actually achieve orgasm during that interaction? And like a great men usually always have an orgasm. That's the end game. That's the end game pipes and Mac. And it's a great way to step out for a moment, let people think about this, give us their answer is orgasm the end game let's wrap it up we thank you guys for joining we will see you next week we'd love feedback on on the social media platforms we are on see us on spotify see us on TikTok. see us on youtube 
Thanks for listening. Give us the answers to Pipe's question. We appreciate you being here. Good night. Thank you all. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Thank you for joining the show that never ends. We will pause with our part. However, you can reach us at sexualhealingpodcast.org. We are here to make your sexual health be everything you want it to be. We'll visit with you next week for another episode of Sexual Healing Podcast. Stay sexy out there. (laughs)